welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy and I am your host. Today I am bringing you Brian Dennis Hartford. He is an author and a veteran out of New Mexico. Um, and we are bringing you a new type of interview today. I'm doing a book review for Brian and he, I have just read the book without, and it's a new type of vampire novel. So if you are weak at heart or if you are too conservative, um, you may not you know, uh, but the book is a great novel. And so, you know, I myself, I absolutely love vampires. And uh, Brian, welcome to a new podcast. And thank you for being a new guest. How are you? Good. How are you? And thank I'm, you for having me. I'm, I'm doing really, really good. Now, I, I've got to ask, um, what made you want to write the vampire novel within? What was your focus? And what is the background tied into the book with it? Myth, legend, truth, facts, give it to us. Okay, it's a little complicated. I'll try to make it short. Um, so without actually kind of was sprung upon me uh, while I was trying to finish my very first book, 2198, a memoir from the Second Revolution. Mm -hmm. um, which is an apocalyptic war novel. And that book, as is without, is about choices and fate. Uh, so as we were wrapping up and getting that ready to print, um, the, without kind of sprung itself on me. And I had always wanted to write a vampire story. I'm kind of, you know, I was, was a fan of Anne Rice and a big fan of all the kind of the, you know, of course of, you know, Bram Stoker and all the kind of classical kind of vampire lit literature. Uh, one of my favorite stories is Carmilla, which was written back in 1883, I think, before mm -hmm. Dracula was written. Um, so I kind of had always wanted to, to, to write this book, but there's something a little deeper. Um, uh, there has always been all through my life. There's been this presence, this this person that um, has kind of always been there. She reveals herself uh, in kind of odd moments and times, and there's always been this little kind of voice in my head that's that's kind of uh, I don't know. It, it's difficult to explain, but it's just just always always kind of steered me in a certain direction and kind of pointed out things. I, I'm just, I'm not sure. There's always been this image, this face, this, this kind of this, this narrative. So fast forward to, to, to writing this book. It's, uh, so as I started it, it just kind of sprung itself on me as I started it. Um, it, it originally, so it, it originally kind of, as I was writing it, the, the, the main character would, which I thought was the voice, you know, she's going along and, and she's telling her story. Mm -hmm. And then bam, in chapter seven, Stoya Tepes Dracul introduces herself, but that's what I do. Who is really writing the book. And that's right. when I knew that this is this been this little voice, this narrative, <laughs> this, this kind of thing or 
or being or or I'm not sure how to word it, this presence that's been kind of there all this time. Okay. Okay. Nice. Now the 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 book itself, I, I say, you know, it really pulls you in. And um I, I'm not gonna spoil the book because I want people to read it. Right. Uh, but it is absolutely a great read and, and being a doctor of philosophy myself and, and like, you know, love having a love of ancient religions and, and myths and legends and all of that. Um, it's, it's tied out to it. So if, if you love vampires and you love vampire books and you're looking for a new take on vampires, this is definitely a book that you're going to want to read. Um, there are a lot of adult scenes in, in the book, yes. um, that, uh, yeah. So it, it's, it's a great take and, and where they come from in, in the book, um, your take on the vampires and how they become one with the person um kind of like by absorbing who they are and becoming one with them and uh it's it's a it's kind of a wild ride reading it it really is so when i started this book and something told me that and and something told me, and, and I wanted it to be completely different. And I'm a big Lovecraftian fan. And mm-hmm. I, uh, just, I really, I, science fiction has always kind of been my, 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 my core kind of reading and stuff. Um, so, but I hit this wall and I'm like, how is it, or what, what is, what is this voice trying to tell me? And, and, and I started I started researching and and I started kind of constructing what this person or what this voice was trying to tell me and, and who and what like this revelation of what they are. Mm-hmm. And as, as as the pieces fell together, I started, you know, there. If you didn't know, there's actually five examples of Earth Animalia um, on this planet that actually are considered immortal, and there are two in particular: the Toritopsis. Uh, uh, Donari, Dari, sorry, it's always hard to remember that. Toritopsis, Dari, jellyfish, and the Hydra, uh, which is kind of like a, they're, they're both microscopic animalia. And what sets them apart from, from the other three is that they actually have what's called no telomere limits, which is actually, a, it's a situation where they have like no end caps on their DNA. Mm-hmm. And what actually is the aging process is as these end caps degrade with time, the DNA starts to unravel. And that's, that's, a, that's actually what aging is kind of in a simplified uh, term. So these okay. two animals specifically don't have this degrade. They won't degrade. They're at a cellular level. And the hydra actually can revert itself kind of, shift its bio- biology and kind of revert itself into like it uh, like what what they call <laughs> infant state so it can actually kind of almost rebirth itself it, it, its mm-hmm. body will kind of reset and so this can go on forever but of course they're yummy to other animals so um they they do have short life expectancies but if they were left unmolested in a tank they could hypothetically live for millions and millions of years um so as i constructed 
these these characters I started that or the, this this new vampire this being wait this being I realize if this can happen on Earth, what's to say that this can't happen anywhere else? Because and so I, I started to kind of form this composite, and and we've come up with kind of what's really the ultimate species. And so so here you have a life form that that is a sentient flesh life form, right? If you, but that that has been that's once they're born they are as they are but they also have a soul like we all do so you're dealing with it with a being that's got this this perpetually immortal body more immortal than any other forms of immor mortality and they can carry with them their memory because they're experiencing life through the through through across time and space for thousands hundreds of millions of years right Okay, that's deep. That's really deep. <laughs> what What do you want for the readers? Like the how you've built the characters and how you've based the characters. What do you hope that your readers take with them from reading the book? I think the readers are going to take a lot of things. Uh, this book is about choices and fate, and and it's about hope and it's about love. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of about the journey of the soul and the fact that what you are inside is not necessarily what you think you are. You know, you, your soul has a greater story. Your, your soul could be millions of years old and just traveling. And, and, and then if if something has happened to it along the way you you could possibly be in a situation where your memory has been carried on by one of these vampires when you know when they when they come right if they take a body they absorb your soul so the question is is when you think we we're talking about dreams and things earlier mm -hmm. when you have these odd dreams these vivid momentary visions or whatever it is that may be occurring in your life this is a very high probability that this could be a life that you live because your soul is has the potential for immortality and if at some point you were ever absorbed by one of these beings and carried for a period right it it it's it's kind of you you just you don't know. I mean, and I think so. I, what I think what I wanted the, the readers to take away is that maybe what's inside of you is not what you truly think you are. As one of the core messages. That yeah. kind of float your boat. Yeah, it does. Like, because, yeah. you know, it just does. Yes, that's deep. Well, it, it, you know, um, that's funny because I actually wrote a poem called Inside. What if you who you thought you are? is somebody completely different mm -hmm. i've wrote a poem about that too so yeah <laughs> we're you know the soul is just it's the soul is its own entity and and it it's we're really the, the the body is just a machine um i think that i think that our body has a certain amount of of um intellectual physical capacity obviously mm -hmm. but i think that that the soul i i've this, you know in this book i talk about i really talk about how the real existence is a soul 
Everything has a soul. You know, the smallest microorganism, everything has a soul, and they're, they're all on these separate journeys, these journeys going through space and time. It's right. as God in the book has made it. And so as you're kind of bumping along, you're really just, your soul is collecting all these memories, is collecting all these experiences. The problem is, and what I talk about in the book is for the human element, is the, the problem is, is that when your soul, you're in a failing machine. And so when you, when your soul goes into your human body, it takes a long, it, it's kind of like a reset. It's kind of like a rebirth. Your soul remembers all these things, but it gets confused because it has to rebuild memories inside of the machine, right? Inside right. your brain, you got to upload data and your, and your, your machine, the body is only capable of so much input and, 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 you know, deciphering so much information, unfortunately, and, and the character explains this to the, uh, the, so the main character in the book, Yanthi Gold will explain this to her, to her lover, Charlotte Bell Aberdeen, this process. And mm -hmm. what, she, what she talks about is how, unfortunately, in the human body, when you're born, your soul kind of, your soul gets put, your, your soul goes into it. Um, it picks, it picks a machine, goes into it. But by the time it can, you, the machine fully starts to remember and really starts to understand what life is. The machine's already dying. It's already failing because, right. you, because we don't have, you know, we don't have this biological setup where where we can where we can, you know, prolong our life or have like no life limits. So the soul has no life limits because it's it's its own life form, its own kind of entity. But the machine that it that it it gets inhabits has a short lifespan. And so if you see where I'm going, the soul and the body are a symbiotic relationship. Right. You kind of need the soul for the body and the body for the soul to to experience more more fully what life has to offer. <laughs> we have these beings that are immortal of the flesh because they have these biological mechanisms that that prevent and or negate aging and we have the that's original what i need soul. <laughs> yes that's what, yeah. well i don't know that's yes that's a question. we could get there and we have a soul right that that gets issued into this body this being so you have these two immortal beings floating through time and space experiencing everything and so it's it's in the now and it's and it's kept forever, and there will be no dying of that body, because if and so there will be no memory loss, right? Right. And then, as we know, the creatures in the book are 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 in themselves also kind of a you know the assimilators of the body, right? So they've been assimilated by a soul, and now they assimilate bodies throughout time from various planets as they move along. Yes, they are from outer space. I'll break that down. So when they go into a new body, whatever that may be, they get to experience life as that species, as that being, and they can prolong through through chemical, biological engineering. They can prolong that species, that life, that body that they're in, that that flesh that they're in, that secondary flesh that they're in, or that body that they're in for as long as they want. So hypothetically, if they were to come into me, I could literally live forever. 
my limits are what my body can do on another world. And this is something that they talk about is that, 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 that if you go that not all planets are as earth. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have to shed a body because it doesn't work on another planet. The human body may not work in a hydrogen based atmosphere um, very well. So they'll have to shed this body. So and it's like body jumping. Yes, they bought exactly. They can body jump at will and they can, they can change at will. They can, they could hypothetically dump your body, go into someone else for a, a couple of days and then resume your body. They could do whatever they want, but they take away your, they take away your memory with them. So, at, so if you are to be inhabited by one of these vampires, one of these, beings, your memory goes with them forever. They, they absorb your memory. They put it in their collective being. They take all your experiences as they've lived in your body and it's in their memory, their collective being. So they don't remember. They yeah. Huh? Okay. Okay. They now, remember. You you had mentioned earlier um, that you were working on a third book. Okay. What about the second book? And then tell me about the third. Well, that so second, so that is, so the second book is with, is, is kind of, it's a follow up to without, but it's not a sequel. This, okay. so within, so within, okay, so without is the first vampire book. The second vampire book is within. And within is the story of Tor- of Stoya Tepes Dracul. Okay. And within that book, we're going to learn, we're going to kind of explore the idea of what is God exactly, what is the life experience some more. And of course, we're going to have we're going to introduce a new character, Jonathan Davis Nelson, okay. uh, who will become her love interest. And he is on a quest to find the ultimate truth. He's a he's an international photojournalist, and he's just kind of a known as Johnny Quest is his nickname. And he's just kind of this guy that loves to experience the world. And she he, he uh, bumps into Stoya Tepes Dracul one day in Romania in Brasov, and. His life will never be the same from then. So, yes. Well, I can't wait to read it. Exciting. Now, you've you've written a couple of other books, too. Can you tell us about that? Or, well, I've uh, only written the, only the one other, which is the, the 2198. Okay, memoir. that one, 2198. I still have to read that one. And yes. um, for our listeners, if you didn't know, Brian, he sent me without, and you got to get it. And then where can – now, within um, – is that one that you're currently working on? Um, yes, that's the one that I'm working on. Okay, and then um, so we'll have to probably wait a while for the third one, huh? Yeah, I'm looking at November first, 2019. That okay. one's going to take a while. That's that's um, that voice has much to say, and and I there's some. I have to be very articulate with that because it, there's a lot of history involved in her story. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of want to make sure that, that that history is right. And I need to make sure that that story is right. And, of course, the message in the book, I want to kind of make sure that that's right, and that that resonates mm-hmm. um, with with the population and, and what she's trying to say because okay. she's finicky at times. Now, for our <laughs> listeners – um, to get without, there will be a link on Brian's bio page and um, also where you can follow him at. For those that are not on the bio page, where can they, our listeners follow you at, Brian? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Facebook. I'm most interactive on Facebook. So if you mm -hmm. have questions, you can shoot me questions. Um, uh, and I post clips from time to time. I might be opening up a second page, more of like an author's page. Okay. Uh, but I'm trying, I, I, I'm a very personal person. I try, I, I try to, you know, like any fans or any people that want to ask me questions, I, I kind of try to keep myself grounded in that way. So okay. um, I'll kind of see about that. So, but yeah, Facebook, Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, but that's a fairly inactive account. Um, okay. it, it, that's more of my other side of my life. My, my security, my professional security endeavors, my, my real job, I guess, if you will. So I kind of, that's kind of consigned to that. Um, um, so yeah. And you can get the books at Amazon. Um, I think it's at Barnes and Nobles. Um, there's a few stores that are carrying it, and I'm, but I'm not up to date. They go in and out of, you know, sometimes they run out this and that. So well, I'm not sure who tell all, but us Amazon. About, tell us about Namrib publishing too. Okay, so Namrid Publishing, and this might be the confusion, um, <laughs> Namrid Publishing is our publishing company that my wife started. And, okay. And back to you were saying I was a veteran. I'm not. It's actually my wife. She's okay. 21 years in the Air Force. Tell her I said um, thank you for serving. Yes, and I, I, I have a security background. I'm, I'm in paramilitary. I work for DynCorp and 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 G4S and stuff, doing high risk security operations and stuff. Okay. I kind of, uh, I'm, a, I'm what they call an other. I've got all this training and stuff and so sort of qualifies me to do certain a certain levels of security work. But so anyway, so Namrid is her company that she made in order to produce our books and kind of uh, legitimize them. So we're not just an independent author and it helps with recognition when you're trying to pitch your book to companies, you know, mm -hmm. to, to get reviews and movie studios and other things. Right. Um, so it's a woman, it's a veteran woman owned company and we're just still starting out. We're still kind of, uh, bumping along and she did produce her own book of poetry, uh, rambled thoughts, which I, have that too. Why I had more books than I did. Yes. That's of, why. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, and we, we're open to uh, possibilities of editing, editing people's books. Uh, so if you have an idea, you want to shoot it to us, we can do that. Um, we've had a couple people, but they were rejected and that's, they're both military uh, mm -hmm. related topics and um, well, mine applications um, regarding uh, stuff that they disclosed. Um, okay. So if you are, if you are, just so you know, if you're out there, if you're in the military, we would love to do your book. If you've got a great story to tell, but understand, don't forget, you got to go through the DOD. We got to get things approved. Don't yeah. be telling us classified information that you're not willing to, like, you know, get in trouble with your former boss there for, just so you know. These other two kind of did that, and we had to steer away from them. One guy had a great story. It was great. Oh, he was, the detail and the things that he talked about, but it was like, Unless you could get this written off, we we can't publish it. You know? Oh man, so, yeah. yeah. I'm on the so, seventh chapter of the book I'm writing, so if you want, I can send part of it into you just to see how you can get a feel how I write. Sure, okay. it's a process, isn't it? It it's is. A, only um, it's a yeah, building it, process too. Yeah, yeah. It's some you know without was a torrent. Uh, Twenty one ninety eight was a. That my first book was kind of a bump along process. And mm -hmm. uh, an interesting note on that is originally it was really a more of a how to survival manual. 
and it ended up being an actual novel. And again, that centers on choices and fate. And right. It's about a married couple, um, one retired military, one with certain set levels of skills. And it's set in a scenario where America is kind of unraveling at the scenes, uh, sliding into the depression, uh, kind of a, kind of a, kind of a political and, and economic kind of end of the world scenario. Uh-huh. And they, they get roped into the, the main character, Ben Bradford gets roped into kind of back into the security contracting world. And, at some point, the UN comes, starts coming in. They bring the UN in, and, and there's a company called Paradigm, which is a private military company. It's kind of like a Blackwater, mm-hmm. um, and they kind of step up to the plate. As a government's failing, they kind of step up to the plate. They've got their own ambitions, but they can save the country, or so they think they can. So right. Ben Bradford right. gets kind of roped into this kind of scenario like into this thing and to help kind of save the country and and hence the name of the book 2198 is actually the code name or the task force number okay. uh that him and the wife the wife gets roped along with the husband and the next thing you know they become task force 2198 and they do all these kind of off the re- kind of black operations and the, all these little sideline things which they kind of become specialized in um and things that the main the, the main organization parent organization their main units don't want to do or they don't want them to do and there's this relationship with his boss in the book with um the, it's a very funny story it's actually there's a lot of the people in the book are people that i personally know mm-hmm. uh, the experiences some of them are real a lot of them are kind of training based some of them are are people that i knew that experienced um the, all the all my friends that have read the book that they're all security contractors and military and stuff they they love it it's the most realistic book that they've read the combat scenes or mistakes happen things go wrong right um, there's a lot of dynamic it's a very fast read book the first couple chapters are kind of a setup and once it gets going it's a very fast reading book mm-hmm. and at the end as with without there is a revelation and we realize what's this couple has really been fighting for and what this, what the main character Ben Bradford's life was really about and leading up to you. Mm-hmm. And that actually sets up for a, for a sequel Nova 2034, which eventually I'll get to right now. I got, I got, I got this other thing. Yeah. Um, so okay, that's nice. where I'm at. And of interest with that book, a lot of it was written on post out in the desert, uh, guarding, Stuff I can't talk about. Some of it fairly innocent. Some of it kind of actually. <laughs> um, so, but yes, yeah, so I had my little red le- headlight on, and I was writing away on pages. And then I'd come home when I had time, when I had days off, I'd type it all up. And, nice. And, uh, so, so it, there's an air of authenticity in the book, and some roughness to it because of kind of the situation in which I, I wrote it. You know, while mm-hmm. on while on the um, duty, which probably would get me in trouble, but that's all right. So, yeah. Yes, I won't say anything. Well, I wanted to uh, once again thank you for taking the time to be a new guest. And I really enjoyed the book. And I can't wait to read the next one. And, um, And this has been a new podcast. Okay. Thanks.